title of the message, I, this, is, this has been stirring in my heart. We, we started on this uh, a couple of weeks ago. If you didn't get Wednesday, if you wasn't here Wednesday by chance, uh, find it. Because I'm talking about faith and fear. And I've had such a revelation on it that it's, it's, I'm finding that I was so off track with allowing fear to be a part of my life. Because fear has nothing to do with this. Did you hear me? Nothing. The title of the message is, No Fear, God is Here. God wants us to be fearless, not fearful. I want to read a scripture to you. New Living Translation, 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and lo of love and of, and of self-discipline. Now, I read that out of New Living Translation because I was deceived about this scripture. But then when I started studying this out, there's no place else in the Word where it talks about fear being a spirit. So, if there's no place else in the Word, then we can't take this as what you can teach on or believe on. Because you have to back Scripture up with Scripture. But let me give you an example of, of Jesus dealing with fear. In Peter, in, in Peter, in Peter's life, when he walked on the water, Jesus did not rebuke the spirit of fear. He said in 1631, he says, Oh, you have a little faith. Why did you doubt? If it would have been a spirit, he would have spoke to the spirit. When you read this scripture, it's actually, the spirit is actually, the word spirit is actually an adjective expressing what's on you, but not that it's the noun that you have a spirit on you. I have myself laid hands on people and rebuked the spirit of fear, thinking I was really, fear is an individual thing in all of our lives, the same as faith is. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Fear comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the enemy. Now, don't get, don't throw things at me this morning because I'm not, I'm not trying to beat any of us up because I'm talking to myself. I have allowed thoughts. I have allowed movies. I have allowed economy. I have allowed news. I have allowed a lot of things in my life that brought fear on me that I did not have to have. I brought it on. Because if you stand on the word and what the word's got, fear robs us. Fear puts us in a box. Fear, fear puts us in a place where we don't do the things that our heart's telling us to do. Fear, fear gets on us, and, and, and after I've seen this, I did it to myself. The enemy didn't do it. I mean, he's out there. We, we wrestle against the principalities and powers. He's the spirit that's talking to us. He's the spirit that's giving you bad news. He's the spirit that, that brings things on you. But I'm the one that chooses to follow the wrong spirit. 
that spirit. But not the spirit that's on me because I have Christ in me and a spirit like that can't get on me. I bring that spirit by what I think and then by what I speak and then by what I watch, which makes me think. It robs me of my hope. It robs me of my courage. It robs me of who I really am, who Christ, what he created. I'm an individual like you are. There's no one in this room that's the same. There's no one that thinks the same. I'm reading a book about women right now. I, I knew all of this, but it's like, your mind never stops, according to the book and according to the surveys. Your mind is on 15 to 20 things at a time, and you're accomplishing all of those things. We men, one. Yeah, we, we, Connie and I did a teaching years ago about spaghetti and, and waffles. And you guys are like spaghetti, and we're individually in the waffle holes, one at a time, jumping from one to another, and not even thinking about the other when we come out of that one. I can't imagine how fear could attack a woman because it's always going if you feed it. And we've got to come to the place in our life to recognize it steals our courage. It steals our peace. It steals, where, it steals our destiny. It steals where God has, God has a plan for everybody in here. God has a plan where every, I don't care what your age is, he's got a plan for your life. And he already knows where you three are going. He already knows it. But if we allow fear to get in, that we put in, no condemnation. We just got to get on top of this. We allow fear to start directing our lives in a way that we don't even know that. We, we think sometimes, well, that's what God wants. Because we've thought on it so much. It's okay to go this way, you think. It, it, this is all right to be here. It's all right. I, I am a, Now, there's a natural fear that's built in us to protect us. I don't walk up... I couldn't imagine walking up to the edge of a 5,000-foot drop-off this close. That's protection. That's built in. I'm not talking about the, that, that fear. I'm talking about that that, that controls your life, and, and, it, and it, it makes you feel bad, and emotionally it pulls you down, and it, it, it tears you up. And it, it's all enemy, every bit of it. Every bit of it's enemy. See, God wants us to be fearless. Well, that's impossible. No, it's not, because fear does not, it's, God didn't give us that fear. He gave us a spirit of, of wholeness. He gave, me, he gave me the fruit of the spirit. He gave me the gifting of the spirit. He, he gave me the, the information and the knowledge. See, knowledge is what we've got to have. We've got to have the proper knowledge. If I have the knowledge of the devil... If I have the knowledge of what the enemy's doing, if I have the knowledge, that's, I, I need to know this, but I can't meditate on it. We were at Donna's house the other night, and we were talking about the, the, the sex trafficking that's going on down in the border. If I spend a lot of time on that, I would get in such fear, my kids would never, ever leave the house. 
You can't go there. You need to be aware of so you can pray against, but you've got to be in a place where you know that he is in us and you know that he's taking care of us and you know that you do the best you can do raising your kids. You do the best you can do walking in life and the rest of it, you give it to God. You don't give it to the enemy. You don't allow him to dictate where you're coming and where you're going. You allow him to dictate where you're coming and you trust in him. And him alone. But it, it's hard because we live in a world. I'm telling you what. Like I said earlier, if we don't get out as Christians and vote right, there's enough enemy out there now that believes and walks in fear that we will be, this country will fall fast. It's already falling at a rate. I told my son, Chris, I said, Chris, you would not even know America. It has changed that much in 13 and a half years. We have allowed it by allowing fear to be a part of our life. Well, I, I, I can't vote that way because, because I can't tell them I'm going to vote that way. I can't, I can't do that. I can't, I, can't, I can't be bold and say that. I can't. When people ask me how I'm doing and how did I get through it, I, 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 I can't tell them it was because of Jesus because I don't want to offend nobody. But yet you can say all the rest of it that doesn't seem to bother anybody because so fear's not involved in it. I can just say what I want. I can get on Instagram. I can get on Facebook and I cannot put my name and I can say anything I want to say. I'm glad that Elon Musk bought Twitter. Now you've got to put your name on what you say, which is the way it should be everywhere. And then be accountable for what you say. But see, there's no fear when you can say what you want on something and nobody knows who did it. But when fear gets involved, you're accountable and you start looking to him for what you say and what you do. See, we, we, we've got everything. It's, it's like there's, there's an issue out now that's coming on voting that it's, it's how, how was it worded? Doc, maybe you can help me. It's worded right to work. So you think, yes, I think we should have a right to work. So you check, yes, what that right to work is, you have to have a union. They twisted it. But that's, that's what's going on. That's why we've got to come to the place of not looking at all of that, but we've got to get the truth, and we've got to, get, we've got to know what's going on. We've got to discern what's taking place. See, fear is not the opposite of faith. Doubt is the opposite of faith. Fear is just out there being manipulated like this election where you think you're doing this. We think fear is opposite, so I'm, I'm just a believer. I'm just a believer, but I'm still worried. But I'm concerned. I, I, I worry about my health. I worry about, well, I, I'm going to be a vegetarian, so I won't eat that bad meat. I, 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 can't, I can't do this and I can't do that. And that's exactly what he wants. He wants you to get under law in your whole life. He wants you to be bound by law, which does nothing but put you in a box. And, if, and nobody can accomplish law, but you can accomplish faith by stop worrying and stop walking in fear in your life and all that's going on. Elevators. Oh, 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 I can't get an elevator. The cable might break. You also may trip on a step and fall all the way down. 
I can't cross the Chester Bridge because it sways. It's built that way so it don't break. I, I go on and on. I had a guy tell me yesterday, man, I, I rode one of those Teslas. There ain't no way I could handle that. And you're looking at a car that's got 480 horsepower at the back wheels, and you're worried about a car that won't even spin a tire? It's quicker than that car, other car, but it, the computer won't let it. But he's going to get in a car that if you stomp on it at 60 mile an hour, Bradley, your car that you're selling, Brad's car, 400 plus at the back wheels. So if you're running 60 mile an hour and you step down on it, it will break the back wheels loose and spin you in circles. But the same guy, because of knowledge that he don't know what he's talking about, is scared to get in my Tesla, which is quicker, but the computer won't let it spin the wheel, so you, lose, you, you keep control. But because he has the wrong knowledge and he allows fear, you follow what I'm trying to say today? We've got to recognize that the knowledge of the world is not the knowledge that we need. We need the knowledge of the word. We need to recognize that anything that brings you down, anything that beats on you, anything that puts you in bondage has got you tied up. Let me, let me read a set of scriptures. 1 Samuel 17, 32 through 37 in the New Living Translation. Stay with me. Now, this is David talking to the king, Saul. He says, we all know the story. We've got this, we've got this nine-foot guy with all this armor on that's whipping the tire off of everybody. And he's putting fear in all of the Israeli troops. And David comes along and, and recognizes, who is this guy? Listen to what he says. Don't worry about the, this Philistines, David told Saul. I'll go fight him. Listen to what Saul said. Don't be ridiculous, Saul replied. There's no way you can fight this Philistines and possibly win. You're only a boy, and he's been a man of war since the youth. Did you hear the fear in Saul? You can't do it. It's impossible. But now listen to David. But David persisted. I have been taking care of my father's sheep and goats, he said. When a lion or a bear comes and steals a lamb from the flock, I go after it. I, I love this. I go after it with a club and rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club it to death. I love how he said that. I've done this to both lions and bears, and I'll do it to this pagan Philistine too. For he has defiled the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from the Philistines. Now, he's a small man compared to this nine-foot man. He's seen what it does. He didn't allow, listen to me, he did not allow the fear of the moment. He knew he had the knowledge that God has always been with him. Could you imagine, could you imagine a lion turning on you? That's not a pussycat. We've got one in this explorer's room back here. If you've never seen, it's, it's a female lion, and that alone. Fear could automatically just freeze you. You would totally lose your courage unless you have practiced faith. 
Think about all the times he spent alone during the night with these sheep. All the sounds, all the coyotes, all the wolves, all the lions, all the tigers, all the bears, oh my. That could, that could bring you to a place of walking in the wrong knowledge. See, when you know that you know that you know that you know that you know, I don't care what your age is, if you know that you know that God is in here and you know that God has taken care of you in the past and he will take care of you again, it doesn't matter what America does, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter what the river does, it doesn't matter what the fuel does, it doesn't matter. Because your hope is not in the world, your hope is in him. And your knowing is in him. Your knowledge is in him. And you come to the place where fear is not a part of life. I used to be terrified of death. I used to be terrified of dark. You probably know the story, but let me tell you again. I, 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 slept, I slept in a lower level of a house that used to be a porch, and they just closed it in. But it had the steps going to the basement. And I'll never forget, we always, because we had a coal furnace and coal dust all the time, and we had clinkers and all the stuff, you older people recognize that, we always sprayed the floor down, so the floor was wet most of the time from washing it down all the time. My sister, Diane, went down the steps, and I'll never forget, I walked over with her, behind her, and she went down the steps, the light was out going down the steps, and we didn't have switches back then. You reached up and you turned the light bulb. And I'll never forget her standing barefooted on a wet floor, reaching up, and instead of turning the light bulb, she grabbed where the electricity was at. And I'll never forget the light come on, but all I can see is she had big eyes anyway. All I can see was her eyes this big. She was standing here like this, and then the power went off. From that moment on, guess what got on me? Fear of electricity, but more of darkness. Because all of a sudden, everything was dark, and I didn't know what took place with her. So I lived with that for years. A light had to be on somewhere. I, I, when I slept, I, I always, it didn't matter if it was 100 degrees, I always covered my head up to hide. You say, well, you was in bondage. I know, but not anymore. Dark's dark. The same things there that was there before. I just couldn't see it. But, but it, it, it grabs our life. And, and, and when I gained the knowledge that it doesn't matter. Psalms 46, 1 and 2, the New Living Translation. God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help us in times of trouble. So we will not fear when earthquakes come and with mountains crumble into the sea. We will not fear. Why? Because God is with us. What about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? <laughs> they were told, they were brought into captivity and trained to work for the king, and they were told, this is what you're going to eat. This is what you're going to do. And then they were told, because you did not, I'm throwing you in the fiery furnace. And I'm going to heat it up so hot that you haven't got a chance. Listen to what he said. And everybody, I'll go on and read this. Listen to what he said. Where am I at? Where am I at right here? 
3.16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, the king said, I'm throwing you in a fiery furnace. O Nebuchadnezzar, we don't need to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into the burning furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power and your majesty. Could you imagine telling the king that? But even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. Now, many times in that teachings, they say, they, even if you throw me in, I'm still going to. Listen, folks, if they threw them in, they're dead. There's nobody to worship. They knew like David did, they knew that wasn't going to make any difference. And even if he changed the, what he was going to do, I'm still not serving your king. I'm serving my king. The fire was so hot that the men that threw him in died. I mean, as you're getting ready to be thrown in alone and you see the people beside you collapse, as you're falling in. And then when you get in there, you're, you're dancing around with Jesus. Well, how did they know that? Because they knew they had the knowledge of who he really is. They had the knowledge that God is going to take care of me. And there is no room for any fear. They knew what they believed. They stood on what they believed. The answer, folks, is not fear. Fear. It's God is here. The, the, the simple message. Don't fear. God is here. Don't, don't waste your time on, on what's going on. Think about the Israelites that fell in fear because of the report that they listened to. The two that come back and knew God would take care of it, they didn't listen to. They listened to the other men, and they, they wept, and they cried. And, and in the Scripture, in 13 and 14 there, in, in, in Numbers, it talks about how they, they cried all night of the fear. Well, Pastor, what are you saying? I'm saying, quit it. I'm saying we are coming in a time where things are going to get so crazy in the world. You say, well, well we're going we're gonna to vote this. We're going to vote, and it's going to get better. No, it's not. According to scriptures, it's not going to get better. We just are going to get stronger. And we're going to just go with the flow. We are just passing through. We're not a part of this. We are king's kids. And he's going to take care of us, and he promises to. But we've got to see it. But I'm trying to help you recognize what's causing it. Go, if you will, to Philippians Chapter 4, and everybody knows this set of scripture. Chapter 4, verse 6 and 8. Listen to what it says. Don't worry about anything. New Living Translation. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything you can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Not worry. In him, not worry, in him, not your thoughts, his thoughts, not what's happening to you, what's going to happen to you. 
Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not yet seen. Why allow what happened to your life? Many in here did things they should never have done. Can anybody raise their hand that's done things you haven't been happy about? You better all raise your hands. That's yesterday. That did affect my life, and that will affect my life, and I will reap what I sow, but I can't let all of that put fear on me when faith is where I live and not my past. I live in what God wants for my future, and I follow what he is leading in, and I trust him, and I know that he's got it, and I know that he's taken care of it. Listen to what goes on. It says in verse 8, and now, dear brothers and sisters, I, I think this is probably my favorite scripture because it helps my thoughts. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. It didn't say fear thoughts. Nowhere. Give fear a little room there, it says. No, it never says that. Why? Because what you think about is what's going to become part of your life. What you think about. Listen, guys, teenagers, teenagers, listen to me. There is nothing pulling the morals down in this world worse than pornography. And if you entertain that and you think on that, it will pull you down to the place where you won't even be the person you're supposed to be. It's the most deceptive thing that's going on in this world right now is, is the moral issue. And if the enemy has slowly given us those thoughts to where thoughts, they know that thoughts, the enemy knows that the thoughts are going to be where you go. And we've got to recognize fear thoughts, any kind of thoughts that's not lined up with God is going to take you where you don't want to go. God's got the right thoughts. Matthew 6, 30. 31 through 34. It says, So don't worry about these things, saying, What will we, we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of the unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows all you need. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and He will give you everything you need. God has the answer, folks. Team, come on up. God has the answer for everything you need, but we've got to be the people that recognize one topic that we need to all deal with. Everybody here, everybody by internet, right now, fear is not a part of your life. The ambassador, you and I, why would we fear when he's taking care of everything before us and behind us? Everything, 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 everything. But we've got to be at the place of saying, okay, I'm trusting in you. Even when it looks like everything's falling apart, our trust is in him, not in anything else. We can't out-talk it. We can't out-work it. We can't out-anything. We've just got to trust in him and watch what he does in our lives. Knowledge without action is simply wasted information. Did you hear me? Knowledge without action is wasted information. 
I've given you some knowledge. Now we've got to put it into action. We've got to recognize when the thoughts are worry. We've got to recognize when we start falling into fear and recognize, no, 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 this is not what God wants. God wants us to walk in faith. Let's stand up. The answer, folks, to fear, like the title of the message, God is here. He'll take care of us. Jesus has changed everything in our life as a believer. Once you said yes to Jesus, your life has changed, but the enemy has kept us out of that life by putting us in fear. Let's turn that around. Let's start trusting more of what he's got in our lives. Like a soldier with no armor In the middle of the battle I was broken I was broken It was only getting darker In the valley of the shadow I was hopeless I was hopeless I never thought that I would ever see the day When every single chain would break Or hear the voice of heaven call my name Then Christ came Changing everything He took my sin and shame away Now every song I sing will be for Him since the moment he walked in, then Christ came. I was searching for a reason to believe that I could ever really matter, ever matter. I was hoping, I was reaching, so desperate for my soul to find its Savior. Change everything. 
Father, I thank you that we cannot do this in ourselves. And when we start recognizing any thoughts that brings any kind of fear whatsoever, we thank you that you're going to fill us with your word, fill us with the answer, and not the problem that fear brings. And we thank you, Father, that everybody here, life is going to be changing from this moment on. And fear is not going to be a part of our life, but faith is going to be dominant there. And we thank you for our Father, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Call you blessed, you are dismissed. Have a wonderful day.